Welcome to the Stormracked Library, an actual play audio journal. As always, I am Paul. Today I will be playing A Torch in the Dark, a solo player dungeon crawling forged in the dark RPG uh, by Michael Elliott. Um, I backed this game on uh, Kickstarter a year or so ago. You can also get it over on Itch. Like I said, it is a Forged in the Dark RPG, which means it's based on uh, Blades in the Dark by John Harper, um, a game I've had a chance to play along with some of the other uh, hacked versions of Blades in the Dark. It's a great system. Um, I'm interested to see how it's going to work out for solo play, but it looks like it's going to go really well. Prada, twice betrayed, mother of the revolution, is dead. The Revolutionary Council, after claiming the tallest towers of Kynebur for themselves, called her a traitor. None of them spoke about her last public address. None of them spoke about Emperor Titan Kynes' death curse even as the ghoulish lords rose from the crypts beneath the city. They simply wanted the war to be over. When you arise on the thirteenth day after Brada's death, there is a chill in the air. Perhaps you are set to rebuild your market stall, or maybe you are a soldier looking for something to do. You may even be a delver, someone who took Brada's last words to heart and are now set to explore the tombs beneath Kynberg to stop the Emperor's death curse. Whoever you are, this is the day Prada's ghost finds you and whispers in your ear, Be not afraid! I have come to offer my aid. There is a terrible threat beneath the city. The first lords have arisen, all those old architects of the empire and our grand city. The people are in danger. The council will do nothing. Let me show you. Let me help you. Let us together twice kill the last nobles of Kynberg and secure the revolution. For you, for me, for the people. What say you? Alright, so in A Torch in the Dark, I'm going to be a delver uh, diving into uh, some tombs beneath the city of Kynborough to reclaim uh, the uh, wealth of the dead lords and stop their demonic magic. I'm accompanied by the spirit of Brada twice betrayed, who will guide me between the tombs. Um, I have made my character already. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about them. Um, they are... AU, uh, the unionized lumberjack. Um, in my head, I'm picturing a, uh, a very halfling, uh, hobbit-like sort of uh, person. Um, I think I'm going to go with they, them for uh, uh, pronouns for AU. Um, we'll see how, how good I am at keeping to that, but that's my intent. Um, uh, like I said, I'm picturing something very, very halfling-y, but also very, like, uh, 1800s European uh, in terms of the uh, aesthetic. So maybe this is not uh, Tolkien's The Shire, but is, you know, a thousand years later where they have unfortunately uh, done done what happened uh, at the end of uh, of Lord of the Rings. And they've gone a little bit uh, industrial and, and technological and capitalistic, and uh, now they have tried to overthrow that. 
and are uh, building or rebuilding a collectivist uh, society. Um, I start with three items. Uh, my items are socialist literature, an axe, and two bottles of oil. Um, those are all two-step items. Um, the bottles of oil are important because those are my light source uh, in the dungeons. Uh, my skills are athletics, hunt, and persuasion. So I'll be using those over the course of the adventure. All right, let us dive right into our first dungeon, which is the Vault of Viscount Allard Hund. The Viscount was in charge of wheat production for Kynber. The royalists claim that he died of exhaustion plowing the fields, but we all knew that man never set foot on a farm, not unless it was to berate his workers or to secret away his best farmers. His soul was probably claimed by the demons the highborn consorted with, though I also heard a rumor that he died on the commode. He had a habit of forcing his best farmers to be buried in his vault, and sometimes he wouldn't even wait until they were dead. The Viscount hated the idea that other lords would steal them away and profit from their labor. After the revolution, many people have attempted to delve into the vault, seeking the remains of their families, and some personal recompense from this dreadful landowner. He was a cunning and loathsome man, and we cannot afford to see his like rise again. Expect other desperate delvers and traps fashioned from farming equipment. Alright, so the way these dungeons works are, I'm going to draw cards. Um, until I reach the goal, each card is going to represent an encounter um, that I will try to describe along the way. Those encounters will likely have risks that will require me to use my items and skills and so on. Uh, my goal for this uh, particular dungeon is to find a jack in the deck. So I'll be going through quite a bit uh, of the deck probably before I get there. Um, and I'll just do them one at a time. Um, when I'm making risks, I'll be rolling dice. Uh, oh, uh, for uh, for cards, I'll be using uh, a deck of uh, Star Wars cards from, uh, uh, I think, Eleven, which I thought was appropriate for a revolutionary type game. Um, and for dice, I just have some rad uh, red and blue uh, marvely dice that I'll be using. All right, my first card is the Ace of Diamonds, a wooden door covered in iron locks. Uh, I think this is the entrance uh, to uh, to the vault. Um, I get to uh, to the estate where the vault is located, uh, and I uh, see that there is a uh, a big door on essentially what looks like an outhouse, and it's got like six iron locks. Um, let's see. Uh, so when I do a uh, a risk roll to get past a challenge like this, um, I get plus one die for each relevant skill. So I have athletics. Hunt and Persuasion. I think Athletics would work for this. Um, really strong. I'm going to basically try to chop this thing open with my axe. Um, so I definitely get plus 1D for the axe. Um, I don't have any companions. Um, I can push myself by marking a stress. Um, I don't think I need to do that quite yet. Um, and I don't have any corruption. So it looks like I'm going to get two dice. One from Athletics and one from my axe. So I'll take my two dice and roll them. Um, this is a Forged in the Dark game, which means... What I'm looking for is uh, a, uh, a four, five, or six. That will mean that I have succeeded on the uh, on the uh, task. Um, in particular, if I get a six, I succeed without any consequences. All right, I rolled a four and a five, which means that I succeed. You always take the highest die 
in Forge in the Dark Games, so I both succeed and need to select a consequence. I think uh, uh, one of the consequence that I'm going to use is uh, that my uh, axe is, uh, is notched. So I now have a notched axe instead of a proper axe. So I'll go ahead and knock that down to a one-size item. So half my axe is used up. That's, that's not necessarily a great start, but I was successful at the challenge, which is good. Um, that means I get to move on to the next event. Second card is the Ten of Spades. For ten, the wall breaks open and skeletal undead farmers pour out. So this got heavy pretty quick. I think, yeah, I, I break in and I take like two steps and I light up my torch and I hold it up and immediately uh, the wall on the left breaks down and these skeletons jump out. Um, and I am, I am in a desperate fight for my life. Um, I think, uh, once again, uh, athletics, I think, is, uh, is going to be relevant here. Um, how am I going to be able to fight off these things? But I also have hunt, and I think uh, the sort of natural uh, sense of, oh, I'm in a, a fight here. Um, so the pumping adrenaline is not foreign for AU. Um, the axe is certainly going to be helpful as well. Um, so it looks like I get three dice to fight off the skeletons. Now, unfortunately, I did roll three threes, um, which is not successful. Three is my highest roll, um, so I did not succeed. Um, so the first thing that happens is I do get to mark an experience point, so that's good for me. Um, and then I'm going to have to pick a consequence and roll again. Um, so the consequence here, I think, uh, is that I'm going to pick up a condition. I, I think psychologically this is probably AU's first encounter with undead skeletons. Um, so I'm going to take the condition terrified. I'm going to take the condition terrified. Um, now, if you have conditions equal to your skills, you die. Um, so I'm a third of the way to dying already, and I need to roll again. Um, I think uh, in his in their desperation, AU uh, gets out uh, their oil uh, and uh, splashes it on their torch and then onto their axe, and so now has a flaming axe uh, that they are using uh, to try to fight off the skeleton. So I'm going to need to roll four dice this time. Well, I rolled a 1, a 3, a 4, and a 5, which once again means that I was successful with a consequence. Um, so the, uh, the fire is something the undead are afraid of, and uh, so I'm able to, uh, to fend them off here. Uh, my consequence, I think, is I, I used up a bunch of my oil. Uh, so my, uh, one of my bottles of oil is gone. Boy, you run out of stuff quick in this game. I can tell you that. All right, my next card is a Ten of Clubs. Uh, so I, like, take a breath and put my head back against the wall uh, after I have defeated the skeletons, and, and two skeletal arms reach through that wall and grab me as another crew of three skeletons uh, jumps me here. Um, I will go ahead and roll my three dice originally. I'm not going to use another bottle of oil yet. Four, four, one. So once again, I was successful with a consequence. Um, I think uh, the consequence this time is that uh, those those hands that grabbed me like they sank some bony fingers uh, into uh, into my sides uh, and I am uh, wounded. That's my second condition here. Um, but despite that, I am able to fight them off. I get my axe together, um, relatively undamaged from the fire, um, and I hack away at the bones until they are uh, until they are piles of dust. Thank you. 
All right, my fourth card is a jack of spades. All right, so I reached the goal very early. Um, that might be really good for me. Uh, so on the jack, the tomb of Viscount Allard Hunt is full of painted frescoes and statues imitating the wheat farmers who suffered under him for years. His elaborate sarcophagus slowly opens. So I have to uh, succeed on three risk challenges to defeat Allard. Um, so I think this uh, this vault was built up. Everybody uh, thought that it was a really scary thing, and it happens that it's just um, not that big, right? There was like a couple of hallways that was protected by some skeletons, um, but they thought the skeletons were going to do it, and I was able to fight past them with the strength of my arms and my axe. Um, and now here I am right in front of the Viscount, um, and I think I start uh, by just bum-rushing him. I, I charge at... Uh, at Allard and uh, and try to hit him with my axe. Uh, so again, I think uh, uh, my athletics, my hunt, uh, and my axe are all going to be relevant items here. So I'll roll three dice and try to overcome the Viscount. All right, I rolled a six, five, three. So this is totally successful. I don't pick up a consequence. Um, so I think uh, uh, the Viscount is doing the sort of slow vampire thing where it's just like slowly rising, going like up and is like maybe getting ready to do a spooky voice say something like you know who dares enter and I just charge him knock him down uh, out of the sarcophagus um, I take a flying leap uh, uh, knock him into the wall uh, my axe goes flying out of my hand and I have to stumble up and go grab it and I turn around to find that the Viscount I've just like ripped one of his arms off and now there is a one-armed uh, Viscount Allard who is stumbling towards me no longer even messing around he's just uh, sort of, uh, of grumbling and moaning classic zombie style um, we'll make our second roll um, I think uh, for this one uh, so I've got the uh, the notched axe uh, I've still got uh, athletics and hunt here that I think are pretty relevant I'm trying to see if I can come up with another die here I can always push myself by taking a stress but I sort of was a, was pretty successful in uh, in not taking stress, and I kind of want to leave it that way, so I'm just going to risk it here on the three dice again. All right, that was a close one. Two, three, four. So I was successful, um, but I am going to pick up a consequence. Um, I think... Uh, uh, so let's do the success first. So I take the axe, uh, and I try to chop off his other arm, uh, but like now he's pretty fast. Um, and he, he ducks around that and gets inside my guard. Um, he's trying to, like, chew and gnaw away at me, um, sort of bite me with some gnarly old uh, teeth. And he's got, like, stringy hair, and he's right up in my face, and he stinks. Um, so I manage to get the butt of the axe up, and I jab him in the throat uh, and push him back. In fact, he falls into the sarcophagus, and I take a step back, and I take a deep breath. I think I'm good. And there's... There's the Viscount's hand crawling across the floor, and it plunges into my boot, right through the boot, uh, you know, right into the leather, gets into my foot, uh, and I pick up a corruption. Okay, so we're on the final trial. I have two successes. I need three successes. I, uh, I think uh, AU is going to go back to the old standby here and uh, dump out that bottle of oil onto their axe. Uh, so I'm going to get an extra die. I'm going to, again, I'm not going to push myself on this one. I'm going to roll four dice here and see what happens. All right, one, two, five, and six. Another total success. Again, the undead seem to really fear the fire, so I light up this axe. I just lift it. First of all, I bury it in the, the severed arm, uh, and it stops twitching. And then I uh, raise the axe. I 
I give it a little hitch to get the arm off of it, uh, and then I swing it in a big circle and chop the head right off of this undead weirdo, uh, and he uh, perishes. Uh, let's see what the book says. After three successes, you find three treasures and complete the goal for this dungeon. So I get to mark three treasures. Treasure, treasure, treasure. Now, technically, I think I could keep going in this dungeon, um, but I'm, you know, a level one squishy character, and that was harrowing. So I think I am going to uh, call that a success, uh, and I'm going to head back up into uh, Kynebur. Alright, I get to move into the second phase of play in this game, which is downtime. So I've returned from a successful delve with three treasure. I am going to turn those three treasure into three stash, which represents uh, any sort of accumulated money that I have from selling the treasure. And then I'm going to use that stash to do downtime activities to rest and recover and get ready for the next delve. So I will start by uh, trying to get rid of these conditions, which is a recover action. I'm going to choose to spend one stash, which means I get to roll one die, and we'll see how many conditions I'm able to remove. Unfortunately, I rolled a one, so I'm only able to remove one condition. Um, thematically, this makes sense. Um, I can get rid of the wounded, right? I go to a doctor. I'm picturing an old woman who is sort of half uh, uh, you know, mystic uh, herb healer and half like uh, grumpy country doctor uh, who looks at the uh, like the cuts in my side and the wound on my foot and it's just like you should be doing better things go help the revolution don't go under there and, and it's just kind of continually mumbling as she heals me and so I get rid of the wounded um, but I'm certainly still terrified uh, and maybe it's going to take quite a while for that one to go away uh, for my other action, I'm going to spend two stash uh, to resupply, so this is going to get me new items. Now I rolled a six and a two, and again, you keep the highest dice, that's a six, uh, which means I'm going to get to add uh, three items to my inventory. I think the first thing that AU does is go repair their notched axe. I'm still notched, um, but they're able to... Uh, to get the fire damage to the haft repaired so that they have their trusty uh, lumberjack axe back. Um, I think while they're at the, the weaponsmith, they come across uh, a couple of daggers, um, and they decide to pick up two nice daggers because um, I think that would help out in cases where they need to throw their axe or they lose it in combat or something like that. And then I think the last thing that I pick up is chalk. Um, so down there in the dark... Um, you know, AU recognizes that not all dungeons are going to be as easy as uh, as the Viscounts, um, and that having some chalk to mark things up and get a way, uh, a way out or a way back is going to be really valuable. Um, so that is how downtime works. So I healed everything except my terrified condition, and I do have one corruption. Um, so those are the things that are still uh, threatening me here. Um, but I am all ready to, uh, to go into the second dungeon. The necropolis of Lord Admiral Geoffrey Westyle. Westyle was the Emperor's Lord of Seas. He was the Admiral of their warships, the master of every dock worker and seaman. He wanted to be buried at sea, but when an agent of the Revolution poisoned his final meal, the Emperor refused to sacrifice a single ship as towns and provinces across the Empire reverted to the people. Instead, he was laid to rest on a small island in the Tenoy River, outside Kynberg. 
The island was gradually transformed into an Acropolis, as Lord Captains from the Emperor's Navy vied to have their own plots next to the legendary Lord Admiral. Revolutionaries are openly clashing with Royalists as they attempt to find their buried relatives and reclaim some coin for themselves. We have not yet seen how the Emperor's death curse interacts with the natural world, so there may be beasts and worse yet turned against you. Expect battling royalists and revolutionaries at the very least. Alright, my goal is to kill Lord Admiral Geoffrey Westyle. Once again, the goal appears to be to find the jacks in the deck. My first card is the Eight of Hearts. Some nearby delvers are overwhelmed by undead ghouls. I think this happens before I even get to the island. I've uh, like rented a little canoe and then pulling up, uh, and I see that there is a slightly larger vessel that has also pulled up, uh, and there are like three or four uh, delvers who have uh, like sea axes and other uh, implements of the sea uh, and are like hammering at these ghouls that are trying to climb up out of the water and onto the boat and overwhelm them. Um, and I think, unfortunately, uh, AU uh, recognizes uh, some of them, and they're, they're not necessarily folks that he uh, has been friends with, and he does a quick count and is like, oh, man, there's three sailors, but, like, 20 ghouls. Like, AU does not have a chance here. Um, unfortunately, they are going to have to uh, go around um, and try to sneak onto the island uh, rather than confront the ghouls head on. Um, I think to do this... Uh, I, I, uh, I, let's see, I've got athletics, uh, so I can use my athletics still, um, but that seems to be about it, um, so I am going to push myself here. So I'll take a stress, two dice. Alright, I rolled a three and a four, so I was successful. Um, I think, uh, for a consequence, I will, I think I'll take the condition ashamed. Um, AU's not happy about having to do this. Um, so that already gets me to two conditions, so I can't have any extra conditions, so I don't want to take any damage the, the rest of this mission. All right, my second card is the Seven of Hearts. You find a quiet spot to rest. Clear one stress, corruption, or condition. That's really nice. I think uh, I'll uh, erase the Terrified. Um, so now that I have uh, made it onto the island safely, um, I found a safe spot. Um, I'm I'm no longer terrified. I'm ready to go, and I take some deep breaths. I do some meditating, and uh, and I'm ready to go. Queen of Diamonds. Now the face cards in this game are all unique encounters, um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the Queen of Diamonds here. Uh, three siblings are looking for their mother's tomb. She built ships for the Lord Admiral. Uh, okay, so I think uh, I'm now on the island, and I uh, I look around, and I see these three uh, people, and maybe there's like six or seven boats that are all pulled up uh, to the island, so I can tell there's like a lot of people out here looking for this treasure, um, and I climb up uh, to uh, to the necropolis, uh, and I, uh, I pop in, and right away I see these three siblings uh, who are looking for their mother's tomb, um, and I, uh, right away I am like, I want you to uh, to go over to a different part of the uh, of the necropolis than me. So I'm going to use my uh, 
persuasion and my socialist literature, and we're just going to like have a sit down and talk about the goals of uh, of, a, of an objective like this. Like, what is it that we want to do when we uh, find tombs and recover treasure? Um, so I've got my persuasion and my socialist literature. Um, I think I uh, I don't have any. Um, um, food or anything, but I'm going to go ahead and mark a stress and say that I like share the small rations that I brought with me for this one. So I'm going to roll three dice. Six, four, one. So that's a total success. So we have a nice long conversation about uh, about socialism and. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, we uh, set out together. Um, they quickly are able to find uh, their mother's grave, um, and they share with me some of the stolen jewelry that is in it. So I get one treasure. All right, my next card is the Six of Spades. You find a young revolutionary, lost and scared, and screaming at you for help. All right, I'm going to take the same... Uh, same tack as before. I think uh, I recognize in him the same terror that I was experiencing, and I just like put my hands on his shoulders and uh, pull him aside, quickly check to make sure there's nothing actually chasing him, realize, no, there's nothing. He got spooked somewhere deep in the crypt, um, and I pull him aside, share a little bit of my, uh, my power bar or something, uh, talk a little bit about socialist literature, make sure he feels like, number one, he's got nothing to worry about, and number two, that when he's successful, he'll be able to go back to his family and his people and use what he's found um, to build a better society. Talk about making sure he's joined the union, paid up on his dues, all that sort of thing. Um, so I've got persuasion in socialist literature. I think for this one, I'm not going to push myself and take the stress, so I'll just roll the two dice. I rolled two sixes. This is my first critical success. So whenever you get a critical success on a risk roll, you also clear a stress or corruption. I think the way that this works is after we have our nice long discussion, this, uh, this young gentleman offers me some of his food. Um, he had a little bit of extra, and I recognize uh, some, of the, uh, some of the herbs and spices as uh, having uh, healing powers, and uh, it lifts my corruption off of the board. So I'm no longer corrupt at all. That's nice and helpful. Um, and I was successful at that one. Um, and then he goes on his way, and I delve back into the dungeon where I have found the Jack of Clubs, another early Jack draw. Uh, the late Lord Admiral Geoffrey Westile stands on the tallest hill in the necropolis. Skeletal workers around him are starting construction on another ship for him to captain. Once again, I need to do three risk rolls here. Um, I think... Uh, to start, um, I, I spy all of this from afar, and they don't necessarily see uh, see me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, make some noise uh, over in another part of the island, try to lure away as many of the skeletal workers as I can so I can get a crack at the Admiral. Um, so I think that's going to use my hunt power, although I can't see. Um, maybe I'll also I'll be using my daggers to make the noise, banging the daggers together, banging them against my axe, against rocks, maybe throwing one of them. Um, so between my hunt and my daggers, I have two dice here. I'm going to risk this one and just see what I get on the two. All right, I rolled a five and a two, so I was successful. That's good news. Um, I do have to take a, a consequence here. Um, I think the consequence will be um, one of my daggers. All right, so I threw one of the uh, daggers at like a rock to get rid of the skeletal workers. So now it's just me versus the Admiral. 
Uh, I think that I will uh, just straight up uh, charge uh, this this fool uh, with my uh, with my axe. Uh, I got my other dagger um, in athletics, so I'll get to roll three dice here. One, two, two is not great. So I'll mark an experience point. Um, I think uh, my other dagger immediately just goes uh, flying out of my hands uh, as the Admiral uh, hisses and spits and talks in a language I don't think I even understand. I really have to buckle down here and uh, defeat this thing. Um, So I think without my dagger now, I have my axe still. And maybe back up and take a more measured approach, use my hunt skill rather than athletics. Let's just do two dice. All right, 55. That's a uh, partial success here. So again, I need to take an injury of some kind. I will go ahead and uh, mark a condition, which is um, uh, stabbed. I think uh, the Admiral picks up the dagger that I was using um, and stabs it right into my side. Uh, So I am uh, stabbed, which means I'm one condition away. Uh, That means it's time to go all out. I need one more success. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my... uh, my athletics again, and I think at this point I'm like in close, I wrestle the dagger away, um, I, I move the axe slowly closer and closer to the admiral's face, so I'm just using pure strength here. Uh, so athletics plus the notched axe, 2d6. A 6 and a 2, that is a total success, no more consequences. Um, I overpower and defeat the admiral uh, by uh, smashing his head uh, against his own uh, sarcophagus. So once again, I get three treasures that I can turn into stash, along with my previous treasure from the uh, the earlier encounter. That's four, so I have four stash this time for my downtime activities. Um, again, I really need to get rid of these conditions, so I'm going to go ahead and spend one of them to get rid of conditions. And I will the four, which gets rid of both conditions, so I'm no longer stabbed and no longer ashamed. I think I have a, a long discussion with my doctor friend uh, as they are fixing me up from the stab wound, um, so I no longer feel ashamed either. Um, I need to clear some stress, so I'll go ahead and spend a stash on clearing stress. Um, I rolled a four, so that'll get rid of my two stress as well, so that'll set me back to zero, um, which means I have two stash left. Um, I feel pretty good about... Uh, about my items in general, so maybe I'll just spend one of my uh, remaining stash. I'll save one for the future um, and see what I get in the way of items. Um, I did roll another six, though, so I get three items. I think this time I am browsing uh, just the sort of standard marketplace, and what I pick up is a first aid kit, some wrecking tools, and a shovel. I realize I'm going to need more than just uh, weapons and socialist literature to get me through this uh, this sequence. All right, that's downtime activity, so I'm all ready to start another delve, uh, which I will do next time on the Stormracked Library. Come check us out again sometime.